Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, what a joy it is to preach the good news to you. May God bless your ears and heart that you have the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ, and that the Lord changes your view of the world, that you see things as He does with the love of His Son, Jesus. If you want to support His mission here in St. James through Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org and donate. Thank you for listening. Interesting phrases when you think of, or images, when you think of Scripture, especially New Testament, Jesus uses uh, kind of the same ones frequently. He uses fish, fishing a lot. There's a lot of fishing going on. There's a lot of sheep going on in the New Testament. And the, the third one, I would say, a lot of kids. Jesus is oftentimes using babies, infants, toddlers, for examples. But today, fishing is brought into the mix. Who uh, likes to fish out there? Who's a big fisherman out there? I mean, besides myself, obviously, Henry and Sam, huge fishermen right here, right? Who's, anybody fish out there? I know we're in the city here. All right. Um, all right, yeah. Manistee guy, you must do some fishing over there. Uh, as I was telling the kids, uh, maybe you don't know this, but you can't just go into a river and just grab a fish. Maybe you th- I think actually Americans more and more need to be told these sort of obvious things. Like, that doesn't actually work, right? Because if you come in loud, splashing to grab a fish, the fish is going to swim away. Why? It sees you and it's scared. Probably doesn't like to be eaten. I always wonder, you know, if the fish knew that you were just catching and releasing him or her, maybe he wouldn't mind being caught. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, a favorite uh, comic of mine, Mitch Hedberg, says, um, said, uh, what do he say? Oh, he's watching a fishing show, and they were doing catch and release. And Mitch Hedberg said, well, it looks like uh, they don't want to eat the fish. They just want to make him late for something. So it's kind of funny, right? Anyhow, <laughs> you can find, find me doing my act later on tonight. At, uh, no. All right. <laughs> Jesus says something, announces something today. And when he said it for the first time, it shook the universe. It changed everything. No one had ever said this before. What did he say? He comes into Galilee, which is in no way the center of the world, let alone Judaism, let alone Israel, the Roman Empire. It's a nobody town up north, the Hicks, the Rednecks, a few people living up there. And there he makes a big announcement. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. I want you to think about what he says. Jesus says it. The time is fulfilled. It's ended. It's come. Of all history. Of the beginning of creation. Till now. The time is fulfilled. And then he says this, and I think you should say this every day to yourself, and we pray this, the kingdom of God is at hand. God, his reign has come into the world. That's what he's saying. He's not saying it's coming. It has come. It is right here in front of them because Jesus is the king. 
This is really amazing. It's so important to remember this. Christians forget this. No matter what you see around you in the world, what's going on, oh my gosh, how's America doing? Is it going to be okay? So-and-so should have been elected. Wasn't whatever you're concerned about. God's reign is here then and today, according to Jesus, who rose again from the dead. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Every day, God reigns here not up there only, but he is here. He is present. His reign is here today. And it ain't going anywhere. The world is going. His reign is only growing. Jesus says it. He announces it. Repent and believe the good news. The good news is it's here in front of you. And the good news is it ain't crushing you. It's not in wrath. It's come, and you're not. Isn't that crazy? That's why it's good news. Because we don't deserve to be in God's kingdom and believe. It's here in mercy and grace. And then he does this. He makes this crazy announcement. And now he's passing along the Sea of Galilee. And again, this is not where the geniuses are. This is not where the great leaders are. This is not where the rabbis are, the chief priests are. He's passing along the Sea of Galilee. He sees Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea. Now, they're not just your retired dad who's out there fishing, gone for a while, got a couple fish. It's not a fun... This is a job. This is an occupation. They probably are businessmen, and they're probably... Okay. It looks like actually I'm going to move. I'm gonna move. I cannot take that. So they're probably doing just fine. They're on the seat. John and uh, John and um, and uh, John and his his brother, and they've got a dad, and they've got workers. So they're not just out there having fun. This is an occupation, but it's it's still a working job. These they're not in the synagogue. They're not in the temple. And Jesus sees them. And I think there's a reason for it. First of all, he demonstrates, I don't really need your strengths or talents (laughs) to do amazing things. I got that in spades. Which is kind of cool if you think about your life. So he's passing along the sea. He sees them. They're casting a net into the sea because that's how you're fishing. You're not, they might, they do do this using poles, but they're not doing that here oftentimes because you're not going to make a lot of money one fish at a time with your fishing pole. You got a big net. Uh, they still do this now. A lot of times for, uh, for bait, you'll do this. And you'll take this big net. You're in a boat. You cast it. And it's a circle. It's got weights around it. So it sinks down. And it kind of sinks down slowly, surprising uh, the fish until it's at the bottom. And then you pull it in tight. And you bring it up. And you got a bunch of fish by surprise. Surprise to be in the net. So there they are. They're doing this. And Jesus says to them, follow me, and I'm going to make you fishers of men. And immediately, and John, Mark does this all the time, immediately they left their nets and followed him. By the way, if you want to say, hey, I read a book of the Bible, Mark's a good one. 16 chapters, it flies, it's good, it's action-packed. Give it a shot this week. 
Immediately the left went to follow him. Then going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in the boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants. See, they're not just poor guys. They're probably middle, middle class uh, business owners here. And they left dad with the hired servants there. Fishers of men. What I like about this and this image of nets is that's how you're going to catch people. First of all, notice what Jesus says. The reign of God has come. Repent and believe the good, the repent and believe the good news. But how do you get into that reign, that kingdom? You don't do it by your actions. How do you get into the kingdom? You get caught. God catches you. God goes to you. And you didn't even see it coming just like those fish. That's actually how salvation works. Did you know this? Or did you think that you cleverly figured out truth and made a choice to come into God's kingdom and do what's right and believe in Jesus? I don't think so. Just like the baby that's brought to baptism, no, it, it, it was gently picked up by surprise one day, and my God, I've done a lot of baptisms, I've seen a lot of surprise baby faces. What's funny is we think that's so anti-Christianity and wrong as Americans. Hey, don't you want to make sure the kid knows everything that's going on? Well, maybe not. Because <laughs> maybe if you told the kid that you're going to dunk him in some water, he wouldn't come. Instead, he's surprised by the water, by grace, by mercy. If God came right up to us in his full power and glory, you think anybody would come to him? They would run away like Adam and Eve. Why? Because we're sinners and we're scared and we can't handle it. Instead, Jesus sends these ordinary folk that wouldn't surprise anybody, not wearing great clothes or whatever, and he catches people off guard going the other way in sin, dying, finds them, surprises them like that net that comes down on them and brings them in. That's actually how evangelism works and God works and why you're here today. You were caught against your own will <laughs> for your own good. And what I love about, um, you know, Mitch Hedberg talking about catch and release, I wonder <laughs> if there's something to that when it comes to the Lord catching us. He catches us from going that way, lost in sin, lost in fear, lost in death. Oh, he catches us to release us from our fears of death, from our fears of sin. We are caught by God only to be freed. As St. James, think about this metaphor, this catching and this surprise when we talk about Jesus with others, when we, when we, when we get involved in our conversations. You know, you look at what, one of the problems of the world today is when we talk about issues, everyone needs to make sure and that all they care about is to demonstrate that I'm right. 
and you're wrong. And it's a, it's a intellectual, I shouldn't say, it's not intellectual at all out there. But the point is that, right? To beat people over with your truth and to make sure they know it. And you might be totally right. And I think Christianity is absolutely true. But when you come in hard, heavy-handed, boom, as if you don't really care about them, you just want to win. It's like running into the stream and trying to catch a fish. What's the goal? What's the point? It's to win people into your world. No, it's to give them grace, to win them over so you can all be on that same team so they too may know there's joy and hope. That's the point of your conversations with others, not to set up lines and push away. And it's like that net to surprise people with kindness and gentleness to move slowly with your words and your deeds when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to your casting of nets, engaging with your neighbors. Remember that when you have that conversation with someone. You don't need to come in full force. And you quite frankly remember that with all the silliness that you, we do on social media. Have you, who's won an argument on Facebook on an issue? Anybody? <laughs> What is the point? We can apply this to every aspect of our lives, but especially to Jesus. That's what I love about St. James. One of our goals is nets. Big nets that just catch all kinds of fish. Who knows what we're going to catch? It's not specific. You just throw those nets out there. We're celebrating Lutheran Schools Week. That's one of our big nets. We serve our city by giving a fantastic education and not just math and all these things which are great that equip anybody, whether you're a believer or not. We're just giving it to people and, and, and engaging. And we, we, need, we need compassionate, loving intelligent, logical, common sense leaders out there. But we're giving them a worldview where there's hope that's centered in a God who made them, who died for them and rose again for them. That's one net, but we got nets of our, our yo pros, our young professional, men's network, women's network. We're not, we don't care who comes apart that. We just start new things, new activities and events. We had a fantastic trivia night, uh, team trivia night. Uh, I was robbed with some questions, but no, I'm joking. But uh, we had a great uh, team trivia night. 84 people across our, our community, new people, uh, friends of people invited to it. Seems silly, trivia night. That's just another net to serve someone, to love them, give them something to do, and to meet God in ordinary ways, to surprise them, surprise our city with a God that loves them, is not wrathful toward them, and forgiveness and mercy. Well, Jesus knows what he's talking about when he says fishers of men, when he talks about, and he talks about this surprising kind, gentle, never saw it coming, catching of people and bringing them hope and peace because Jesus is really good at it. Because Jesus is the ultimate fisherman who comes not in fullness of power but hidden as a baby, approachable. See, that's how you catch fish. Never saw it coming. 
And then grows up and hangs around in Galilee, never saw it coming. And goes and hangs out with people that are broken and down, not being special, not having a train of people who are worshiping him, but walking with sinners and the lowly and healing people. Nobody ever saw it coming as he kindly spoke. God walking the earth in gentleness and grace, catching people, but most especially on the cross. <laughs> Who saw that coming? What a net to surprise sinning fish swimming the other way. Who saw that coming? God dying for you and for me, for your neighbors, for your enemies, for people on the other political side. And rising again three days later. You've been caught. You never saw it coming. May the Lord use us to do the same. Got a great story, uh, speaking of trivia night, talk about nets and catching people. Uh, Warren Gast, our awesome uh, you know, uh, principal emeritus, was talking to a new family um, who had just come into our school uh, this, this past, I think, fall maybe. And uh, they were talking about, why did you come here? And um, they said, he said something like, um, you know, I, we were at another school and we just weren't quite happy with it. And we came here and there was something different. And he said, there's something that just everywhere, the people here and the people when I'm going to school and the teachers, there's something different. And he said it, Jesus. There's a un unity on Jesus. This family was caught by Jesus in kindness and compassion with a worldview that's different than what you learn out there, where there's hope, where there's a God that loves you, where you know it's going to be okay despite our sins. May the Lord continue to use us to cast those nets. In Jesus' name, amen.